So I recently went hiking on the Appalachian Trail and uh, I wore this shirt and I was in the visitor center, uh, went to the gift shop. And when I was checking out to buy some stuff, uh, there were two people behind the register and, and one was a lady and she starts reading my shirt and she starts saying, huh, crazy making, huh, just enough good, huh, yeah, hard to relax, oh yeah. She saw the Covert Narcissism podcast and she goes, oh, that's a podcast. And I said, yes, it is a podcast. And she says, is it any good? And I kind of laughed inside and, and I just answered her and said, well, I, I think it is. And I walked away from that conversation. It's the first time I've had anybody out in the public interact with, with the wardrobe that I have now. And you've seen me recently in the hoodie. This is one of the t-shirts. We've got other options out there. So go check out our new wardrobe. It's on our website, covertnarcissism.com. And when you go there, you won't see the shirts just immediately. You do have to click on the little link that says store, uh, but it's real simple, real easy. And uh, you can find the shirts there. So I hope you like them. And uh, I look forward to seeing you out there in these shirts. Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. Have you ever made a bucket list? Things you want to do in this world? You should. I mean, why not? What would be on your bucket list? You know, not only are these fun, you know, adventurous events, big or small, but they give you so many opportunities to learn things about you and things about life. I mean, a year and a half ago, I jumped out of an airplane. I never dreamed I would actually do this. My boys really wanted to, and, you know, they wanted me to join them. But really? I, I'm going to do that? You want me to do what? But, you know, hey, this could be fun. This could be exciting. This could be terrifying. So with excitement and fear, I agreed. Free falling from an airplane for 60 seconds, dropping 8,500 feet and reaching 120 miles per hour. Yes, it was the most intense and absolutely terrifying thing that I've ever done. But it was amazing. I learned so much about myself and about life on that day. Well, two weeks ago, I started another item on my bucket list. I started backpacking the Appalachian Trail. I can't do a through hike. You know, I can't disappear from life for five or six months. So I'm going to section hike it. And we did our first section. And even just this first piece, so closely tied to life with a covert narcissist, the correlations and the analogies, boy, they were mind boggling and eye opening. And I want to share them with you here today. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. And thank you so much for joining me here today. When I learn life lessons from time that's spent in nature, these lessons seem to really just stick. They, they just go a little deeper and they stay for years and years. And I'm eager to see where this bucket list thing is going to go. Uh, I'm really eager to see where the Appalachian Trail leads me. I mean, I know it's going to lead from Georgia to Maine, but, but where is it going to lead me in these lessons I'm learning about life? And as I go through this short story with you today, see if you can see the correlations to life with a covert narcissist. So let's start by talking about the prep work. So the prep work, it's a lot. I've never been backpacking before. This is new territory. So there were a ton of questions. What do I need? 
What do I not need? How do I prepare? How far can I go? How long will this take? So many questions. So what do I need and what do I not need? Well, I had a lot to learn. I had to learn what dehydrated food was. Dehydrated food? What do you mean? We take the water out? How do you do that? You take the water out so it isn't too heavy and then you add it back in when you cook it? Wow, I had a lot to learn and we just started with the food. We can make our own dehydrated food? Really? Now, I won't even go into learning about pooper scoopers and compressed toilet paper tablets. I mean, you just add water and you have instant toilet paper? Tell me how that makes sense. This was foreign territory. What do I need to know? Clearly, a lot. Does that sound familiar? I had so much I needed to learn, and I wanted to know all of it right now. But that's kind of how it goes when you discover you're with a covert narcissist, too. So how do we learn? Research. Learning from others' experiences, articles, videos, blogs, podcasts. Oh, wait, I'm talking about the Appalachian Trail. But, you know, covert narcissism, too. How far can I go? How long will this take me? What can I expect? What support do I need? Who's going along with me? Who should I tell? So many unanswered questions. This first section of the trail was full of discovery and learning. Learning what I didn't know. Figuring out things kind of as I went along. Making mistakes along the way. And planning for the future better. Once you discover that you are on the trail of life with a covert narcissist, you have some work to do. Whether you leave or stay doesn't matter. You have work to do either way. The initial phase is one of a lot of questions, a lot of research, and a lot of learning. Research is that crucial part. You know, the videos, blogs, and podcasts, but I want to make sure you understand something here. Find the ones that ring true for you. Ones that really register with your heart. Your time is precious and valuable. If you are surviving a relationship with a covert narcissist, your mind is already overloaded. Trying to just, you know, stay one step ahead just for survival. So do not waste your precious mental energy and time on education and healing that is not helping you. If it doesn't resonate with you, move on. I don't care if that's any of my work or anyone else's. If it does not work for you, listen to your heart. Focus on things that do help you. All right, let's talk about a mixture of emotions. Prior to my hike on the trail, even as we started the very beginning, I experienced a wide range of emotions. Eagerness, fear, anxiety, anticipation, apprehension, excitement, doubt. Will I be able to do this? What obstacles will I find? Will I be strong enough? Will I enjoy it? Will my endurance last? Should I just stay in my regular life and not pursue this? Am I crazy for trying it? To say there's a mixture of emotions that begin, uh, that, that go with us as we begin to travel this path with a covert narcissist, that's a huge understatement. We have eagerness, okay, researching like a madman, so eager to read the things that finally make sense out of our chaotic situation. Maybe for the first time ever, words that are ringing true with you. Fear, am I strong enough to face this? Will my endurance last? How about my sanity? This is one of the hardest things I've ever faced in life. 
Anxiety? Of course, this is already at an outlandish high. While discovery can certainly help, it does add to our anxiety to realize what we're actually dealing with. Apprehension? Doubt? What if I'm wrong? What if I'm making too much out of this? What if they find out what I'm reading and researching? Anticipation, even excitement. It was exciting because what else lined up? This made sense. These words match. So what else matches? What else can help make sense out of this? How do all these other stories line up so well with mine? You mean I'm not alone? And what about this question? Should I just stay in my regular life and not pursue this? Am I crazy for looking into this? There are some things that are just easier about staying in that sort of strange okayness about these relationships. There is a status quo that is kind of sustainable with a covert narcissist, at least with many of them. It's a peacefulness so long as you don't ruffle their feathers. It's, you know, everything can be kind of okay as long as you do all the things that you've already put on your checklist, you know, your mental checklist. But everything has the potential to ruffle their feathers. So that peacefulness is not stable. It's not sustainable. And even in that peacefulness, your inside is churning with anxiety, knowing that the explosions of rage or victimhood are only one word away all the time. But yet, you know, we're peaceful right now, kind of. So it's okay. Maybe I shouldn't pursue this. I mean, you also made it this far, didn't you? You've learned to navigate life with them. Sure, it's costly to stay and to keep them happy, but stepping outside of this strange comfort zone is terrifying. Leaving the comfort of the hotel to get on that Appalachian Trail, knowing I was going to be on it for a while, was terrifying. So I've decided I'm going. I'm going on this trail. I'm going on the, you know, the Appalachian Trail. So now what? So. I've done the research. I've started working through my emotions. How do I actually do this? How do I pack my bag? What do I take? We learned from our own mistakes how important it is to choose wisely what and how much you carry along with you. Our packs got heavy really quickly. The very first day, we discovered that our packs were going to be a problem. You see, the first part of the trail is this eight-mile hike up Springer Mountain, and it even starts with a section of 604 stairs climbing beside Georgia's highest waterfall. This was breathtaking and gorgeous, but we were already starting to feel it, and we could still see the parking lot down below. It did not take long to realize that this was going to be a hard journey. The pack quickly became heavy, the path became steep, and my legs started feeling the effects. Well, the path with a covert narcissist gets heavy really fast. And when you decide that it's time to get going, I'm not talking about whether you, you know, get going does not mean leaving the marriage or divorcing or any of that. What get going to me means is you are going to pursue this path of education about covert narcissism. The things you discover and learn. They have a deep beauty to them because they come from this core of life. However, you will start to feel a deep pain very quickly. You do have work to choose what you carry emotionally and mentally. And let me explain what I mean. 
You have been carrying this partner of yours for years, carrying the weight of their emotions, carrying the blame and the responsibility. You've been carrying this mentally by wearing your mind out just to stay one step ahead of their defensive reactions. Your pack is heavy. Your mind is spinning constantly with ruminations about past events and conversations, as well as anticipation of future ones. Things such as, you know, a hundred different ways to say something, desperately searching for the right words. This pack gets so heavy and it's time to put it down. You have to start choosing wisely what you are carrying on this journey of life. You're hiking the trail, carrying your own stuff, your own worries and concerns and frets and anxieties, but you're carrying theirs too. And it's simply too much. Under the weight of our packs, our legs became slow and our progress hindered. We didn't get as far as we had thought we would on this first section of the trail. On the third day, we actually arranged to have some of our stuff transported and our packs were significantly lighter. Wow, what a difference that made. Now we were able to, you know, cover some distance. Now we were able to enjoy this part of the journey. Our heart was lighter. Our energy was better. Lesson learned for the next section, we packed smarter. We were now making real progress on this trail. We were able to move at a reasonable pace. When you quit carrying all this weight on your shoulders, you will find yourself able to make some real progress on your own path of healing. For help with this part of the journey, I strongly encourage you to join my group coaching or sign up for individual sessions with me. Let me help you figure out what should be in your pack and what shouldn't. Let me help you make sense out of this chaos and confusion. Let's go back to the Appalachian Trail for a minute. Am I going the right way? There were times on this trail where I really wondered, am I still on the right path? There were times where, you know, in some spots it was very clear and easy to see the path, but in other spots, it kind of blended in with everything else. You know, it all looked like a bunch of fallen leaves kind of everywhere. Am I on the right path? And I would ask my friend who was with me, am I going the right way? You know, you are going to need support on this journey. I would never try to get out there on that Appalachian Trail alone. No way. I want somebody to make sure, you know, I can even ask, even if I'm just doubting myself, hey, am I on the right path here? I want another opinion. People that can help keep you on the right path so that you don't wander off the trail, that's crucial. Even just one person makes a huge difference. Find someone that you can open up to, someone that you can share your thoughts and feelings with, someone who's got your back and they're there to support you. I do want to tell you something about these group sessions that you may not know. And this is not a sales pitch for the group sessions. This is my mission to build a community. These group sessions that I run, they are turning into lifelong friendships for many of these members. People who truly get it. People who are there to hold each other up. People who don't look at you like you're crazy. Why? Because they're living it too. These are people who will travel this trail with you. My mission with CNG is a very community-based mission. I can't help this world by myself. I can't come out there and hug you all by myself. I want to, but I can't. But we can do it together. Neighbors helping neighbors. 
No matter how far apart we live, this reaches around the world. We are all connected on this journey. I'm going to tell you, sometimes strangers can be a huge help to you. So when we got to, you know, the end of our second day and we kind of needed a break, we needed to get a shower, we needed to get a real bed to sleep in and not on the ground in a tent. And, and we had found a place where we knew, you know, we could get an Uber. We were going to, we were going to get an Uber, uh, at this particular location. Well, that didn't turn out to work out as well as we thought it would. One is our batteries on our phones were dying very quickly and our chargers that we had brought were not working the way that we thought they would. The other piece was no Uber wanted to come up to where we were and get us. So we kind of were feeling a little trapped at the time. And uh, we ended up, there were a couple of people there in that parking lot. We were in a little parking area where we were, but our car was like an hour away. And so we, we found a couple of people to talk to. We were asking a couple of different people, hey, could we catch a ride? And we found this lady. And, and I asked her, I said, hey, is there any chance you're going, you know, over towards Amicalola Falls? We, we really could use a ride. And I could see her hesitation. You know, she was a total stranger to us. But she took a chance. And she let us get in that car and ride with her back to Amicalola Falls. And I was so incredibly grateful. But not only was I grateful for her help, she actually ended up turning out to be just a wonderful person. I see this as a friendship now that's going to develop and grow. And, I, and we laughed like the whole way back to our, where our car was. We told stories and, and we laughed about kind of how life is and, and where life, you know, is going. And now I see her as a future hiker with us. She definitely will be on that Appalachian Trail with us at times. So I'm telling you, even strangers can prove to be a great help to you at a time when you don't expect it, but at a time when you definitely need it. One last note here. Don't forget to look around at the beauty around you. It is so very easy to get stuck focused on how hard the trail is, how heavy this pack is, looking down at your tired feet, stumbling over rocks and roots so you're looking down the whole time. But when I picked my head up and looked around me, there was beauty, colorful trees, mountains in the distance, a gorgeous sky. Even the stars at night, we did a little bit of our hiking at night and I happened to look up through the trees and I was blown away by the beauty of the stars. I know this journey that you are on is painful, exhausting, and intensely hard. I know because I've been there. I remember all that deep pain. I remember thinking I couldn't take even one more step. Yes, you can. You are stronger than you know. You will get through this. You will learn as you go. And I'm here for you when you need me. Reach out to me. Let's connect this world together. We are stronger together. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. 
The information provided by Renee Swanson and the Covert Narcissism Podcast is for educational purposes only and is not to be used for diagnosis purposes and not intended to be a substitute for clinical care. Please consult a healthcare provider for guidance specific to your case. This material discusses narcissism in general. It does not claim that any specific person has narcissism and should not be used to refer to any specific person as having narcissism. Permission is not granted to link to or repost this material to support an allegation or a claim that any specific person is a narcissist. That would be an unauthorized misuse of the material and information provided.